trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest Welcome to Talkin' Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week, we'll be reviewing some, as described on their own menu, gourmet plates from the Angry Goat. And this week's guest is longtime fan, Max from Chicago. Welcome to the show, Max. Woo. Hi, guys. Pleasure to be here. We're we're happy to we're happy that you're here. You're the first uh, like fan of ours that's not one of our close friends who we've kind of berated <laughs> into listening to the show. So we're very glad you're here. And the reason we went to the Angry Goat is because you came to Rochester and you just happened to go to the Angry Goat, correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, about a year ago when I I came through Rochester and. Um, a lot of the options are closed on Sunday mornings, but Sunday morning you can get a good breakfast brunch plate from the Angry Goat. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I was not even aware of that myself. So we'll, we'll, let's jump right into our your plate story. Um, we'll, we'll do the weekend food afterwards. But so you heard about plates or you just heard about you're going to come through Rochester and you decided to just check out the food that we have here. Is that how that kind of happened? A couple of years ago, a couple of my colleagues told me they were going to Rochester for a, a work project. And at the time, I looked up on Atlas Obscura about Rochester. It's always a favorite to, to, to get some ideas for what to see and do whilst I'm anyplace. And I told them about the plates. I told them about the baseball team who named themselves the plates every couple of weeks and told them they absolutely should get plates whilst they're there. And then was terribly disappointed when they told me they had not got plates. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And so I see you have a, a a jersey yourself. Is that for the the Rochester plates or this the? Is, this is my plate jersey. <laughs> that That's is awesome. awesome. So I picked that up, picked that up right after the trip, and uh, I got a plates hat as well that doesn't get very much recognition in Chicago. <laughs> that kind of a funny story about all that stuff. I think you know minor league baseball they do everything they can to promote themselves and that's kind of where the plates thing came from i know down the road in buffalo i think they did it first they were the buffalo wings and they probably saw it somewhere else they probably saw the you know madison curds or something like that and uh when rochester did it it, it was a big deal and i remember randy you got some gear right away and so did i i think my wife bought me a hat when it came out but the funniest thing if you ordered something, you got the package in the mail for the first, you know, round of stuff that went out. It came on a plate wrapped in tin foil, which is like how hamburgers come in Rochester at a lot of the local places. So you open up this package and you're like, what is this? And it was just wrapped up like a cheeseburger. It was pretty hilarious. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that stuff was huge. And I'm, I'm guessing they still just do that promotion every week too. Uh, I'm thinking. So that was hilarious. It kind of took over the the news cycle in Rochester for like a week or two. Yeah. Not much going on in Rochester when that's uh, the biggest news and, and they, yeah, they, they were so successful. They did it pretty regularly. So. Rob, can we talk, can we give our Mac story actually real quick? Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you mind quickly rehashing the email situation. I know you know this better than me. 
Well, so what happened was this. Rob um, hit this beautifully from what I recall. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was we decided to kind of, uh, you know, we, we got into the podcast before the pandemic. The pandemic hit. We kind of backed off it for a while. And then we're like, hey, let's let's dive back in. Let's retool. Let's uh, get Andy more involved by making him a co-host. And then Randy's like, oh, yeah, well, we have an email address. Here's all the information. And we logged in and, and I'm like, oh my God, we have this fan. He wrote a, a really like great email to us. And he wrote this email like nine months ago. So that was like the first time we had checked this email address in like almost a year. And then we wrote back to Max. He wrote a, you know, a really great email back. And then we were like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're back on the show. And uh, it was just a great exchange back and forth. And well, Max, this is our formal apology. Sorry for <laughs> taking so long to get back to you. Um, but you know what? You helped us learn an important lesson to check our email once a week at the very least. I Which still doesn't the apology. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't happen because I, I checked the email 20 minutes ago and Max is like, uh, 8.30 Eastern time? And I'm like, oops, yep. See you in 20 minutes. <laughs> I think my, my uh, sidetrack of the Rochester gear took us off a little bit of Max's trip. Did, did, I, did I jump all over that? When you did finally make your trip here, Max, you did so without any advice from us. <laughs> and uh, you, I think you listened to episodes or did we get back to you before you came? Uh, way after I came months after I came yeah um I, I listened to a few episodes beforehand I think I'd, I'd listened to the first one and then eight which was about Tahoe's because I was like that's probably the one I want to go for rock the source and whenever that's happening again I would love to come to Rochester for that it sounds brilliant and uh Dogtown was the last one I listened to before I came and uh and that one that one really set the benchmark for me of, of the place I really wanted to go so I was locked in on on uh, on Dogtown and planned basically uh, the trip around being able to come through through Rochester, and uh, it certainly didn't disappoint. So that was my first plate experience, and since then, no more plates other than just the the ones made at home. Yeah, we uh, we were chatting. Rob and I happened to hop on here a little earlier, and I said, "Rob, I I'm pretty sure Max is making a plate right now." because you were putting it on your stories. <laughs> and I was like, okay, eight minutes ago, five minutes ago, is this, does this guy know that we're actually doing this now? I think I gave him the right time zone. I don't know, but you managed to fit it in. So I'm impressed and uh, yeah, well done on your garbage plate at home. I always think those turn out pretty nicely. Delicious. And thank you for the recommendations on, on what, what sauce recipe to use as well, the meat sauce recipe. I wouldn't have known where to go for that otherwise. I think I got, the first one from a uh, former guest, Pat, who was on the Dogtown episode, which actually is a garbage plate blind spot for me. I've only ever been there for their hot dogs, which are amazing, but I've never had a plate from there. So I was like, we're gonna have to go back someday. Well, I remember on one of the recent podcasts, you're saying how you, so, someone hates when the, uh, the blogs give like all the detailed introduction. And this one, you have to scroll 10, 10 paragraphs down until you get the, uh, the recipe, but I like the backstory. <laughs> I'm going to guess if it's somebody hating something, that's going to be Rob. And I don't remember the episode exactly. But I that's... think it was Randy who said that. Uh, I don't know. Was that a peeve? It, I, I concur. Somebody, it was somebody else's peeve, but I concurred. I know it wasn't me. So it must have been Randy and Rob agreed. No, I think it was, it was whoever, it was oh, one our of our guests. guests. 
yeah, one of our guests, it was, it was their peeve and I, I agreed and, and jumped in on that. Wow. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Randy. No, it's okay. You convinced me. I thought it was me for a second. Um, <laughs> Max, though, good news is even even this week, I had some coworkers ask me where's the best place to go, and it's it's Dogtown. So you hit the number one for pretty much everyone that I talked to in Rochester. Um, so when you come back through, we got a couple other places for you. But glad you made it to Dogtown. And and to jump further in, when we went to the Angry Goat, we full disclosure, we we know the owner. And we were like, oh, we're here. We do this trash plate podcast. He was not aware of it. He's like, oh, he's like, my favorite plate is at Dogtown. So he's <laughs> even he confirmed that that's like his go to plate place, not even his own establishment. So it's pretty well known as like the best around. Nice. Yeah. So let's uh, let's shift gears and go back to our. The week in food. So Max, how was your week in food? It's been a great week. Highlight so far has been the meal this evening, a, uh, a Rochester style plate with with a Chicago touch. So it was uh, served with with pickles and celery salt, mustard, and absolutely no ketchup with a poppy seed bun on the side. So it was uh, a meshing of our, our cultures together there. Um, and, and yesterday, very on brand on theme as well breakfast sandwich from this place in Chicago, which was uh, uh, a rosemary drop biscuit, um, which was sensational um, with a sunny side egg, pickled onions, sweet onion sauce and arugula or rocket as we call it in England. Um, you get that with bacon, sausage or avocado and queso. So that would have been good for, for the non-meat eaters. And it was phenomenal, complete surprise and a real treat. Um, would, would have been a good one to have on, uh, on the breakfast breakfast sandwich showdown yeah that biscuit sounds good yeah real nice rosemary flavor coming through on that not nothing overpowering but it just all played together so great so so in chicago i mean what what are some of your top food picks in chicago it's a city known for its food i've only been there a couple times to visit family and that was when i was younger so i don't really know i mean i know like bacon and meat and things like that but what do you what do you love there uh, I, I mean, there's just, there's just some of everything there and you can go out for dinner, a different place every week, every night, and you will never run out of things to do. I love deep dish pizza. I know that it's, you know, Chicago people will be like, oh, it's, it's, you know, you shouldn't love it. It's not authentic, whatever it might be, but I just think it's incredible. I will have that at least once every couple of months. Um, anytime it's, it's, you know, friends coming into town, that's, that's the thing to take them for. And there's, there's quite a lot of different ones as well that you can get as well as a bit of variety between them. I think that's that's just great. Can't get enough deep dish. When I went to Chicago, we did Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza. We went to, what is it, Portillo's, right? That's like yeah. the hot dog joint. Uh, went to a White Sox game. We went to a steakhouse. And uh, we went to that uh, cocktail bar, the tiki bar that I mentioned, three dots and a dash, that Randy thought he had also gone to. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah, it like no. in another city or something new orleans yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome well that sounds like a great week in food uh randy how was your week in food actually i'm gonna do my week in chicago food because i went to chicago a couple <laughs> times um so are we gonna cut that out and put a new sound bite over <laughs> yeah, that we can if you want just okay. wind blowing in the back instead of horns <laughs> uh so when we when laurel and i go on trips we always do she loves like 
looking at food, researching it. So we do as much as possible research. So I got a couple different Chicago dogs there. And usually I just go catch up on my hot dog, but there I was like, works, like, just give me all of it. And it was so good. Like you said, it was a poppy seed bun. They had like another couple little peppers on it that were hot and uh, I loved it. So I don't even know where I got it from, but I'm guessing wherever you go, you'll probably get a good one necessarily. I, we did go to Lou Malnati's for deep dish. I remember I struggled to eat it because I didn't realize you're supposed to eat it with a fork and knife, right? And so I didn't, and it went all over the plate, I remember. Am I right, Max? Yeah, it just gets a little messy if you try and eat it yeah. again. Maybe like if you leave it, oh, like you're having the slice the next day, you can kind of do it. But in the restaurant piping hot, there's just going to be cheese everywhere. Yeah, the, yeah, that's essentially what happened was all the cheese fell on the plate, and I was left with like crust. But it was good. It was still good. I tried to mix it together. He was like a, a little kid. He just spilled cheese all over his lap, <laughs> and he was crying. <laughs> Um, I also went to the, this chocolate factory. So that was the, one of the coolest parts. I forgot where it was. If I can get Laurel to tell me, um, and text it to me, but you could, you could smell it from blocks away. You could smell it from the architecture boat tour. I remember. There and the next day we went. Would be Bloma chocolate factory. Yes. Bloma chocolate factory. So that's that like was a it. five minute walk from where I live. So I can smell it when the wind's blowing the right way, right next to the supermarket. I went to earlier to get all my blade supplies. <laughs> nice. it smells so good when you go there so we did that too those are the three big ones i remember then we went to you know some other places but that, that was my chicago food history that reminds me in buffalo downtown there was uh i, I don't remember the company rob Quaker whoever, Oaks? Makes, whoever makes lucky charms i think i think our buddy my buddy pat used to work there anyways on certain days they would make different flavors so like on tuesdays it would smell like lucky charms or general mills that's what it is yes and then on an like another day it would just smell like cheerios or whatever you know the, the flavors were so that was always kind of funny lucky charms was always the best um yeah it smells really good maybe i'll hop hop right in as i'm already talking here so we recorded a podcast episode yesterday, so not a ton has happened. So I've, I do have something to, to talk about from yesterday. We had a little backyard party, had the cousins and all their kids over. And normally my move would be to grill, but for some reason we were feeling like a little overwhelmed. So we decided to just get a sheet pizza and overpay by ordering it online and have it delivered at a certain time. And it was amazing. This is more like a plug than anything. I just got a Salvatore sheet pizza. I like Salvatore's pizza, but it just showed up on time. I didn't smell like smoke. I wasn't sweating. I wasn't worried about anything getting done. It was amazing. So, and then like, you're the hero to every kid at the party. You're walking in with a sheet pizza and even the grownups are like, Hey, that's great. My kid likes pizza. You don't have to be picky <laughs> or anything. I got half cheese, half pepperoni. Food just shows up. No fuss, no muss loved it i enjoy salvatore's pizza so that was one thing we did and then i'm since this is going to be uh we're going to pause our podcast for a couple weeks to get ready for this summer's ice cream creamsman challenge whatever we're calling it uh we're going to do a little review of some ice cream places this summer uh, i'd like to look ahead and maybe i'll follow up on our first ice cream episode my wife and i are taking our kids to my mother's in buffalo they're going to spend the night and it's going to be our first night to just get away and do something on our own in like 16 months or whatever. So we are going to Russell's 
steaks and chops and more, which is uh, a Russell Salvatore property. And it's this new steakhouse and they have a fancy hotel attached. So we're going to go just spend our whole night there and eat like Kings. It might not be as good as when I went to Chicago and went to Bavette's Bar and Boeuf or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, which was great. But this, I'm looking forward to this place. It's got great reviews. So uh, very excited to do that and get a really nice meal for the first time in a, in a long time. Awesome. Uh, going on the theme of steaks, my the only exciting thing I've had that I didn't share yesterday was I made a nice ribeye steak uh, on the grill, but I got the the carbon steel pan, put it on the grill, heated it up, and I did the technique where rather than do like a few minutes sear on one side, flip it, sear it, and then you're done. I did like the one minute on each side, and you just consistently like flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, and over time it develops like a really great crust. You don't stink up your house. You don't like leave grease anywhere. It's it's a totally clean thing. So you're on the grill, but you still have that really great uh, crust at the end of the steak. And it turned out great. Costco has awesome steaks. I, I can't say enough about them. That was you're a big, big Costco guy, right, Rob? Oh, I love Costco. I go at least once every two weeks, sometimes several times in one week because I plan poorly, but I, <laughs> when I'm bummed out, I sometimes I just go to Costco and wander the aisles and just check out all those giant portions of things and just look for deals and i love costco you see the other guys who are just like you wandering the aisles talk to those guys for a little bit yeah that's also the reason why i've got like a hundred tins of sardines in my closet that i can't get rid of but you know i've got a lot of paper towels too and they're very helpful so yeah i guess that's my plug for costco early (laughs) i've never been to costco and i think i love it I love American supermarkets. It's fascinating to me. One of my favorite things is taking my girlfriend down the aisles and just po- pointing out things they do and don't have in, in America versus the UK. Costco is a truly American experience. There's that um, <laughs> that show that Louis Anderson, oh, uh, Baskets. Have you guys ever seen Baskets? So it's, um, it's uh, Zach Galifianakis plays this like clown and he's from like California somewhere. And um, Louis Anderson plays his mother and she loves Costco and, and uh, baskets has this kind of ex-girlfriend from France. And like Louis Anderson brings her to Costco to like, you know, here is America. And she just didn't like, she just didn't understand it. And it's just, it, the funny thing about the, the show is that there are all these fake Costco products that don't exist that Costco is cool with them just pretending they exist. Like they pretend there's like a Costco insurance agency attached to it, which does not exist, but there's like, there are all these offices and there's just all these Kirkland uh, signature insurance. Yeah, there's Kirkland, everything on that. And it is just it, like Costco is a big part of that TV show. It is very funny. And by extension, you love that. I, I love that. It's a very funny show, really just weird and, and great. And uh, you, you actually believe that Louie Anderson is his mom. Like you just, the second you see it happen, you're like, yeah, okay. he, he is uh, his mom. It works. So, uh, so we'll, speaking of baskets, maybe we should transition. Smooth to transition. Goat, where they sometimes fry food in baskets. Yeah. I think most of the time. Yeah. That's a I great that segue works. That was a smooth segue. So we'll start by describing uh, what we got on our plate, starting with Max, our guest. What did you get on your plate when you went to the Angry Goat? I Now you're asking me, I can't remember that there were options, but I know that I got Max salad. I had the, the herb goat cheese uh, and 
French fries, but uh, garlic maybe? parmesan. Yep, yep, a lot of garlic parm. I remember that distinctly. The the amount of garlic was very appealing to me. Um, <laughs> can't ever have enough garlic in any any recipe. I don't feel. Um, and uh, I think we got a couple of hot dogs on it as well. That would have been the uh, the meat of choice. Um, and uh, that that was my order. I've awesome. got the, the menu description here, the official menu description. As I said, they mentioned gourmet themselves. Gourmet style garbage plate with mac salad and garlic parm fries. Choice of burgers, chicken fingers, or pulled pork topped with herb, goat cheese, and meat hot sauce. I was looking forward to, to trying the, the goat cheese on there. I don't think any of ours came with it, did it? No. No. Oh, wow, because that was really the distinctive part of the plate, I thought. Yeah, it definitely would have been a different experience. I'm not a huge goat cheese fan, but I actually wanted to try it because it's so different. Um, I'll just hop in because I'm already talking. This is, seems to be my go-to move. Um, I got a cheeseburger plate and I got the garlic parm fries because that sounds very appealing to me. And I got mac and cheese because I'm always going to opt for that over mac salad. Although I didn't last episode because it looked like standard craft mac and cheese. This was good mac and cheese. And I got ketchup, mustard, hot sauce on top. And I just want to give them a compliment. They say it's like the gourmet plate. Just serving a garbage plate on a nice dinner plate does go a long way versus eating it out of the styrofoam container thing. And they even did the thing they do at nice restaurants that you see on cooking shows where they wipe the edge. You know, it was very clean around the edge and it just had the little bread stacked up on top of that ridge. So visually, I thought it was very appealing. That's, that was my plate. Awesome. Randy, what do you got? So this is it. First time I went off the board. I uh, had already had a garbage plate earlier that day and <laughs> earlier that week. So I decided I really didn't want one. I'm going to admit that. So I went with chicken finger and mac and cheese and garlic parm fries. Um, and I shared some chicken fingers with you guys. I took some of your burger, I think, Rob, and, you know, tried some of the mac salad. So it wasn't a true plate that I usually get. Uh, but I think it was for sure the right move. I ordered um, meat sauce, ketchup, and that's it. And there was some mustard on mine, um, which I will tell you right now, I did not mind. So this might be a huge, uh, huge news for our fans. I might start going mustard on my plate from here on out. But overall, I think it was the right move just to mix it up a little bit for me. You think the listeners were just blown away by that statement? I think the Reddit threads are going to be going nuts when this episode drops. Because I watched our one listener. He's on the Zoom with us. <laughs> he didn't seem super. No, I'm kidding. His eyes were just bulging out of his head. He couldn't believe it, Randy. It was a re revelation for me. Truly <laughs> really a game changer. I, I just feel like I'm, I feel bad that I don't do mustard on it. Cause I know that's what comes a on a standard thing. plate. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to work my way up to mustard and um, I hope, I hope Max, you appreciate that. And anybody else listening at this point, Randy, you can't take too much heat. I get like onion rings and stuff on my garbage plate. <laughs> I'm the one who's going off the board like crazy. Yeah, well, except, except now you've kind of convinced me that that sounds delicious and I might start doing <laughs> onion rings too. If the onion rings are crunchy, it's interesting for sure. Randy's the purist. I remember when we first started the show, it was like, 
I was like, oh, I'd like to maybe try this or that out. And he's like, no, we have to get the same thing every time. You always have to get this one thing to have a perfect comparison. I was laughing when we were at the Angry Goat the other night. There was a strange dynamic between you two. And I'm guessing maybe what happened was Randy on the ride over is like, I had a garbage plate two days ago. I had one today. I'm just not like in the mood. Maybe that type of vibe. Because Rob was almost like telling you what to order, not in a mean way or anything. He's like, just get the get the mac and cheese and, and get the chicken fingers, like convincing you to do something different, almost like you had eaten too much of the same stuff. <laughs> you did. I think Rob you felt did. bad for me in a way there and <laughs> was trying to help me out. Also, Rob, uh, to your point, that's when we thought we were going to have any sort of consistency on this podcast. And um, we don't. So now we well, at least we didn't. Now that we got Andy, we're bringing sandwiches and ice cream <laughs> rating systems. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice change of pace. Nice. And I, I got my standard one because I care about consistency. I got my home fries, <laughs> my mac salad, my cheeseburgers, and then the works on top onions, mustard, meat sauce. So yeah, just the standard thing. There was bread. There was no butter. Oh, the butter was funny. <laughs> you that was had- the whole thing. <laughs> and then we were with our friend, Kevin, who runs the place. He told us a lot of the staff was new. They were all friendly, attentive, great, but they just didn't know every detail. So when Rob asked her, butter, she's like, yeah, we must have butter. Let me go check. She came back like five, 10 minutes later, which if you're chowing down on a plate, you're probably about halfway through at that point. She's like, so we, we do have butter, but it's like melted butter. I think they just had like clarified butter for like cooking or whatever. She's like, I can bring you out some of that. And at that point, you were just like, I, you don't need to bring me out like a bowl of liquid butter to dip my bread yeah. in. I honestly almost asked for her to bring that out if you, <laughs> if you hadn't said no so fast. Just, just wanted to, to see what it was like dipping some bread in butter. A ladle. Here you go. She's like, I think yeah. we have some butter in the basement. I'm like, I don't need <laughs> basement butter. I think we're good. Um, so, so Max, describe, uh, you know, the, the plate in general, what stood out to you? What was, what did you like about it? What, what was impressive? The, the more I'm hearing from you guys, the more, and, and looking at this picture of the plate that I had, the more I'm remembering, it didn't come with mustard and it didn't come with any meat sauce, hot sauce at all. Um, so I guess looking back on it now, I realize that's kind of disappointing. Also didn't come with bread or butter for that matter. Having butter on its own would have been a little strange. Sounds like you just ordered a hot dog. <laughs> uh, and also it was burgers, not hot dogs. I, I'm getting okay. that. But the, uh, the the things that stood out, I really hadn't had much Max Art, I think, ever before coming to, to Rochester. So uh, the second time in two days, I was like, wow, this, this stuff's pretty good. I should have this more often. Um, the garlic palm fries, they really came through nicely. Like they were good fries, they were cooked well, had a lot of good garlic flavor, I enjoyed that. And the goat's cheese with the burgers, that that came through nicely too. The goat's cheese went well with the with the fries, with the max fries, with the burgers, all that came together pretty good. Um, on the side as well, not for me, my girlfriend had fish and chips, which I love. I will try and get as much fish and chips as possible anywhere. Um, being English, I find myself drawn to it every time. I'm like, will it be as good as it is back home? It never is, but it's still always fun to do it. And uh, so that was fun too. Um, but the plate itself was was good, not as good as it was at Dogtown the night before. That one set a really high bar for me. Yeah, it's it, tough going from that to you know anywhere, really. So question though, you got cheeseburgers. So was it not American cheese? It was only goat cheese on it? Just goat cheese. Hmm. That's interesting. 
which doesn't melt into it at all, but it still is a nice complimentary flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sharpness is probably good. It, it does, Andy brought that up too, that it would have been an interesting, it would have been interesting. I've never, I never have had a goat cheese uh, on a on a trash plate. They, they really let you down by not giving you the goat cheese. I mean, they, <laughs> how can you call yourself an angry goat and not have the goat cheese? I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I still loved mine. <laughs> We're not giving the scores yet, Andy. I didn't give a score. Okay. So a Andy, what, what would you describe about the plate? Okay. It was visually pleasing. Also, we ate there. Getting a garbage plate and eating it right away is almost an automatic one point bump in score probably because there's no sogginess. There's no grease soaking in, but uh, big meaty burgers makes a big difference like so you're going from the ten dollar price range to 15 here and those each dollar like applies to one dollar per side one dollar per main you know it increases the 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 goodness at on each section of the burger so these these burgers were small circular but they were thick and meaty randy gave us each a chicken finger so we each cut him off a little piece of burger and the first piece I gave him was like tiny and thin and burnt it must have just been the edge and I felt bad after because then later I had this bite and it was amazing so these big thick burgers were good Randy kind of got hosed on the burger from me hopefully got a better piece from Rob um, the cheese was kind of just thrown Spoiler, out I did not go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it was it did melt garlic parm fries like Max said were awesome I love that flavor profile of garlic parm it just it was like this flaky, you know, salt, garlic, probably parsley or some sort of herb mixed in, just kind of sprinkled all over those things and, or they were shaken in it. Uh, the mac and cheese, you know, that's what I ride for. It was quality. It was not super runny or creamy, but it had the stringy cheesiness and a garlic flavor to it. That was good. And some pepper for you OG pepper hounds out there. And the meat sauce was really fine. It wasn't like a thick crumble, but it did still stick together. It wasn't super greasy. So it was just kind of sitting on top and not running everywhere. That's the consistency is never necessarily a make or break for me, but that's just what it looked like. And it tasted good. I tasted a little sweet at first, and then it did have the heat sticking around. Um, the bread, the butter was hilarious, but the bread was good. It was just, I had like an end piece cut into three of a little loaf of bread. Um, I enjoyed it. I Rule number one, according to former guest Pat, I finished it. Finished it quickly and really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great plate. And I'll jump in because I had this, a similar um, plate. I would totally agree. I don't have much to add. It was, it was awesome. I liked that the, the macaroni, in, so I had the mac salad. That was the one difference. It had a really clean flavor. So it was kind of light on the mayo. You could taste the celery, but it has those spirals. And I, you know, even having a bite of the mac and cheese that you guys had also the same spiral pasta. And I, I love that pasta. That's awesome. I think it really made it. It was al dente. It was proper. It was, it was, it had good flavor, good salt. Uh, the plate was awesome. And, and Andy's right about that meat sauce consistency, almost being like, it was like put through a, like a, a food mill or something. So it was very fine almost like a refried beans consistency, but meat in a good way. And like it taco had, bell meat. yeah, it was but tasted really good. And I like that it stuck together like that. It didn't run all over the place. That was a, a real highlight to me. And I think that's one, one thing that really made the plate. 
reminded me of homemade meat sauce. You can kind of control the grease level when you make it at home. And yeah. if you, it, you can make it almost thick like sloppy Joe's, or you can make it runny like a Cincinnati chili, like a skyline chili type of deal. You can, you can control that at home either way. I usually make it kind of thick, but you know, you go somewhere like Dogtown, theirs is a little bit thinner, like the angry goat. In my experience, having hot dogs there anyways, that's what it's like. So Randy, what stood out about your plate? Yeah, the sides were the stars in my plate. The mac and cheese was delicious. Um, had a good buttery flavor to it. It had the um, spiral noodles um, that were thick with like a hole through them. So they were three-dimensional um, and they had ridges in them, which really trapped the cheese, I think, taste in there. Uh, and the garlic parm fries, just like Max said, were amazing. They uh, had a great garlic parmesan taste to them um i would say i did think i did wonder why you guys gave me like the crust edge of your burgers um but you know i went with it and uh the chicken fingers were good there was quite a few chicken fingers actually even giving you guys each a chicken finger i still had um a few underneath uh meat sauce i loved i thought it was delicious uh so overall this was a very very good plate i will again state the mustard was good uh, and I think it was just a yellow mustard. Um, they didn't put a lot on, but it really added to the plate. So I think I'm going to start trying to put some mustard on here. Um, yeah. One thing though, did, didn't you want it in medium sauce and they didn't do that one minor thing? Um, yeah, I think I, I, we caught the waitress like right at the end and just like threw in there, Hey, do you mind medium sauce? And, you know, I don't even uh, think she wrote it down. So I, I wouldn't blame her for that, but yeah, it was um, weird. Yeah. <clears throat> When I tried it, I thought like it tasted the so slightly like wing sauce, but there was no way it was like soaked in it either. Yeah. I don't know what I was tasting. It, yeah. Honestly, and it was fine. It didn't need it. Um, so I was good with that. One last thing I'd, I want to add is, so when Andy described those burgers as being small, you know, you look at them and, and they're, they are kind of small and it's kind of disappointing. But once I actually cut them up into pieces, they spread out all over the flipping place. And one of my last bites of this, the whole breakfast, the whole plate, there was still a piece of burger left, which never happens. Usually you're just stuck with the sides at the end. And I was like, I still have burger over here. I guess I should have given Randy a little bit more burger. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that was, uh, I said numerous times, I didn't even want to eat the plate. So that's fine. Um, I will say that I did finish the plate. <laughs> so apparently whatever you put in front of me is going to get eaten no matter what. Just like uh, last episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, it was good. So, um, let's, let's go around and, and rate it with our classic 10 point plate scale that we always have used and have never deviated from at all. Uh, so max out of 10, 10 being an ideal, what would you rate this plate? Uh, I think for me, it was a solid seven. I, I think that if it had the, all the right ingredients we'd, we'd be talking about an eight or a nine right here. Um, but, but looking back on it, the fact that, it didn't have all the right components. Everything that was on the plate was great, but not everything was on the plate. So it can't be a great. It's hard to argue with that. Let's Actually, uh, I will. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Growing up in Rochester, getting plates, uh, that's kind of what was expected. Tradition. Um, so I think we've kind of been spoiled on this podcast because we almost always get what we order. Uh, but back in the day, that, that, was, that was how it's done. You'll never get what you order back in the day. 
Hold on though. Yeah. We're also ordering at like five and 6 PM instead of like two 30 in the morning. I think that might play a role in this. It could. I mean, I, I, I ordered plates at all different times. Um, I think we are also not ordering them at IHOTS back in the day, which probably was part of the issue then too. So Mine was very much not 2.30 in the morning as well. This was the first dish that they brought out that day for sure. 12.36 on a Sunday. I was going to say that's early for a plate, a brunch plate. I give you credit, Max. There's there's only so much time in Rochester and I had to get my second plate in. (laughs) Of course. course. You get a lot of credit for that. The dog town the day before probably also affects Max's score too, because that's that's a a great experience from what I've heard. If this sure. was my only play, this would be a, a 10, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, Randy, what, what do you think of the plate? I have to abstain from this um, because it's not my typical plate. I will give it a score, though, based on when we start doing other plates. I guess I'll count this as, like, the first one. Because we did do – we did, like, a zinger plate once, didn't we, Rob? Yeah. Was it at Webster? Webster M- yeah. So I'm going to kind of put this in its own category. So for a chicken finger plate with mac and cheese and those garlic parm fries, uh, I would say this was like a solid nine. Um, I think it was amazing. I think that mac and cheese was some of the best mac and cheese I've had at a restaurant. Uh, and then I think, like like I said before, the parm fries upped it. So I'm going to keep track of these scores because I do know when we start doing some of the weird plates at some point, I'll probably always go chicken fingers because I love chicken fingers. So it'll be easy to compare. Awesome. Andy, uh, are you, Andy, are you going to reference the fact that we have a really solid spreadsheet that we're working on? That's uh... <laughs> well, I, I actually did write down the last couple scores for plates that we've been having. So we should update uh, and make the official spreadsheet. Randy's score will definitely go in there. We have no way to separate just chicken finger plates. So nine it is. Uh, well, in the chicken finger spreadsheet that I guess I'll create after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could probably just say traditional plates versus specialty plates. Yeah. Anything else goes in there. Um, I'll go next. I loved this plate. It's right up my alley with the the sides were perfect for me. The garlic parm fries, the, the mac and cheese was a standout and I liked the burgers a lot. The meat sauce was right up my alley. I loved how it looked. It's probably the first plate that I've had like fresh from a restaurant in this whole experience. It's not to the level of Blue Wolf Bistro, which is the only 10 that maybe has ever been given out in this. That's what I gave it. But that this is in the gourmet plate price range and description. So for me, this was about as good as it gets for me, but not quite to that perfect level. So I'm going to say 9.25 for me, and that's comparing them all together. I loved it. Rob, how about you for a score? So I'm in the exact same boat. I love this gourmet plate. I give it a 9.25. And so Randy, similar to what you got, uh, same ownership owns uh, O'Callaghan's. And we, we had gone there and I got a trash plate with medium tossed chicken fingers on, you know, macaroni and cheese with, I think a side of tater tots actually this time. And it killed, it was amazing. It was you know, a nine and a half, at least on that one. And it was just incredible. So 
I'm sure if they had tossed this with a lot of medium sauce and, and, and done it up the, the Mac and cheese bite that we had, that I had was incredible. So I would, I would highly recommend a plate from this place. If you want a, something a little classier. And one thing I like about these higher end plates, they give you a little bit less food. So you're not sitting there with like a five pound thing of food. That's just like weighing you down. You could eat the whole thing. It is decadent, but you don't feel like you're going to vomit afterwards. It's a big plate, but it has that big ridge around it that just makes it look huge. Yeah. You're really just eating out of a bowl in the middle. Just to clarify, I think most or if all of us do eat our whole plate on this podcast, Rob. So just because you were able to eat this entire one, I mean, usually the rest of us do. I had a whole plate at our last episode, actually. I ordered a full plate and I, I had it along with a milkshake. Some of us only got a half plate. <laughs> So, you know, sorry, Max, that's spoiler alert. You haven't heard that episode yet. But. <laughs> I get a sneak preview. That's exciting for me. Oh, Insider like, info there. Don't yeah, spread yeah. that yet. The other fans are going to be so jealous. <laughs> yeah. The other fan, not even my wife. She doesn't even listen. Yeah, like but maybe. Lauren does. And that's so true. does Sue. <laughs> Sue, my friend and coworker. So we mentioned Max sort of made reference to, and I mentioned again, that maybe the Dogtown story affected his score a little bit. The fact that he visited the night before. I think there's a story that I'm going to tell that may have affected our scores in a positive way as well. So we get to the angry goat. It's on this busy corner. It's across the street from the Highland Diner. And Rob, what's the, the old movie theater, the cinema? Correct. Uh, it's at that, uh, you know, just at the top of the South Wedge there. You park down the street, you walk in. I was there first. The bar was full of people. And so I just grabbed a stool, moved by the window, waited for these two. They pulled up, came in. I said, you know, oh, you could probably grab a couple stools. And then we hung out for a little bit and a couple seats opened up in the corner. There was five seats. So we left one room, one seat for space. And then we took the corner, three seats. And we left one room, one open on the end. We mostly just did that to give the people next to us a little bit of room. Then the bar started filling up and all around us and the, uh, the, the windows, the seating. And really the only two seats left were on either side of us. And a couple came in and they were like searching for seats. And before they went around to the other side of the bar, back where you don't have actual bar service, we kind of flagged them down. We're like, hey, hey there's two seats over here, you know? And so we just scooted over one next to the group that was already there. And they took the seats next to us. They were so appreciative, like overly appreciative. They were very kind to us. And so we sat there and we ordered, you know, our drinks and our food and we ate gourmet garbage plates, 15 bucks each. These people were just hanging out, having a drink, maybe going out to dinner later. And they left, they made sure to thank us again for moving over, for giving them the seats which like who wouldn't do that no big deal and about five minutes after they left the bartender came up to us and said hey just so you guys know that couple over there picked up your entire tab uh they were so happy that you gave them those two seats <laughs> we were like blown away because we'd been there for a couple hours and we ordered full dinners this was probably over a hundred dollars and it's just three dummies taking out on garbage plates. I couldn't believe it. We were, we were like sky high. We were like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. It was amazing. You know, but when you're, when you're kind of like, uh, 
you know, podcast celebrity, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Probably a fan. You're right. (laughs) But so then we decided to try to pay it forward. And (laughs) so we bought everyone that was sitting at the bar a drink and no one even acknowledged it. No one even gave us like a (laughs) tip of a glass or like, oh, hey, cool. Like not one, not one person said a word. Again, like there was some new people working. So I said to the guys, like, is it cool if we just like buy everyone sitting at the bar a drink? He's like, yeah, I think you can do that. So he put down the little, you know, uh, half, you know, eight ounce cups in front of them just saying, okay, you're owed a drink, you're owed a drink, giving everyone just as a little marker. And I don't think he told anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so nobody even said thank you. So we were like, this is great. We're going to pay it forward right now. Ended up with a bill for a similar price. And no one even said thank you. So even plug pay it forward thank people who buy stuff for you but what a crazy experience i can't believe they paid for our garbage plates i thought you know maybe they'd buy us a drink or something i couldn't believe it that was so funny that was cool and and part of me is like selfishly like oh it'd be nice for somebody to be like oh thanks you but you know the like think about how good it made us feel that they bought us that food it would it might have made them feel better than like it doesn't feel as good when a bar yeah, just gonna get the lesson drink. is they made sure to be gone before that we were told about it and we should just shut up about being ungrateful. So, I mean, they, they could have recognized, I'm just, just a cheers uh, maybe. So Max, what so, do you think? Some of, some of that classic American goodwill, what do you think about that story? Pretty wild, just, huh? So, so wholesome. I, funnily enough, when, when, when we were there, I think we also got our drinks for free. Um, we were the only people in that. And I think it was someone new working as well. And uh, they took probably about like 20 minutes to get us a bit. And so then someone, someone comped it. It's like, well, there you go. That's, that's, that's definitely good. I so we'll that. go to the Angry Goat. You get free drinks all the time. Okay, that is not 100% of the times I've been, I've gotten something for free. <laughs> that's true. That, that is true. So, Max, uh, any, any peeves or plugs? Um, I've spent spent a long time thinking about this ever since you asked me to be on the podcast pretty much every week when i listen to it i'm always thinking like oh what are my peas and plugs this week what's my week <laughs> uh my plugs of of this week would be the WNBA. i've been uh into a couple of chicago sky games recently and very much enjoying that enjoying watching that on tv um and then this this little known tv show that i've been particularly enjoying called the bachelorette i uh, i'm missing it right now so no spoilers um okay but, it's worth it. Um, and I absolutely just can't get enough of it. It's my absolute favorite. Um, but my peeves of the week, uh, I, I always get a little peeved by, by drivers who park or who drive in the bike lane. But this week was a particularly bad one for it when I was cycling uh, along Milwaukee Avenue and a van after I said, hey, buddy, you're in the bike lane, um, then produced a water pistol and just sprayed me. So that was a real unexpected and unpleasant uh experience kind of scary but then i was like is it filled with pee fortunately it wasn't it was just water um wasn't paint or something that would stain uh but yeah real 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 upsetting so that's my my peeve what a range of emotions that must have been in like five seconds you were mad you yelled at him then he'd be frightened out of my mind and then mad again yeah and then just scared like is he gonna catch me is he gonna get me again i don't want this and why does he have a water pistol in his van that's insane 
the only reason you would do is because you like spraying cyclists, and that's just mean. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he probably does that regularly. Yeah. Oh, man. From one story of uh, American generosity to one of American hostility. Classic. Unless it was a water gun. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't want to follow that, peeve. <laughs> okay, we'll skip. We'll, we'll come back to you, Randy. Uh, oh, Andy, was that your actual peeve, or do you have an actual peeve and plug? Uh, I do have some some things. My my sheet pizza thing is kind of a plug. Buy sheet pizza. Don't cook everybody food. It's so much easier. Good Samaritans do something nice for people. I think I'm going to probably try again and maybe like go to Dunkin' Donuts and buy someone's coffee or something. Just that's a, that's a solid go-to Good Samaritan move. And then Rob, you mentioned we're friends with Kevin, who uh, is one of the owners of the Angry Goat. He also is an owner at O'Callaghan's and he recently took over at Lock, Stock and Barrel, which is down near Bristol, the ski place. Those are all our friends' places. And I have lots of great memories at O'Callaghan's. We spent a lot of time there in our youth. Um, they were our, my rugby bars. Uh, they were the sponsor of our, our rugby team. And Kevin was the president of the team. So we used to hang out there quite a bit. And the Angry Goat has awesome food. We talked about the plates. I loved it. But a lot of their other food is really good, too. And I've sent people there before because I think the food is so great. My brother was in town and I sent him there and his whole family loved it. Um, and then I did just want to mention as a plug, our own podcast, this podcast that you might be listening to, we are going to take a little break for a couple of weeks. We'll kind of stay active on our social media a little bit, maybe post some weekend food stuff, even when we're not recording. And then we're going to come back this summer just because schedule wise, this has been a lot for us to do like 20 episodes in a row and the breakfast sandwich showdown was crazy. And we're going to do some ice cream stuff over the summer. And in the fall, we're going to come back with a brewery food tour. So breweries around Rochester that we've heard have great food. We're going to go visit some of it and give them some of our classic longtime rankings out of 10 points. So if you're a fan of the show, Please know that we'll be back, but we're just taking a little break for a few weeks. And, and if you catch us on Instagram at Talking Trash Rock, we will keep you updated with what the plan is. So, yeah, those are my peeves and plugs. Sweet. Uh, one of my peeves is when my favorite podcasts go on breaks, but uh, I guess uh... I kind of like it because sometimes the feed gets a little crowded and then you have one less show to worry about keeping up with. So let's keep it positive, Rob. Okay. I like it. I changed it. And actually I, I think my, uh, my doctor would agree that it's probably a good move to take a little bit of a break. Uh, Randy, what's your peeve and plug? Plug awestruck cider. They had it at uh, angry goat is one of the specialties. Uh, it was delicious. It was the hibiscus ginger, but I looked them up. They are in New York, um, but they're out of Sydney, New York, which I do not know where that is. Um, but they have Binghamton? Like... Sorry to interrupt. I think that that's what Kevin said, right? Okay. I don't know. I think, um, they did have, uh, they have some other ones. One's lavender hops, which I'm on this lavender kick now because um, Laurel makes lavender cookies and they're good. So lavender hops, they have a dry apple and oak, apples and pears. It doesn't look like they have a ton of different ones. So they might be a small, small place. But yeah, if you can find them, um, that hibiscus ginger was delicious. So I, uh, ostrich ciders. Was that more of a sweet cider or was it a drier cider? 
Um, I, I would say it was like mid range, maybe, um, it wasn't definitely not nearly as sweet as ginger ale, but it had like the ginger taste with a little bit of the drier cider to it. Um, and I'm not a big dry cider guy, but it was very tasty, which was good. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have a plug this, or I don't have a peeve this week. I do have a couple of plugs. Uh, one plug is the shirt that I'm wearing. I, I got a couple of hiking shirts because I was planning on doing a bunch of hiking and then a lot of the trips got canceled. So now I just have a lot of hiking gear to use. And so I wore this shirt and a, the same type of shirt to work last week. And I got a lot of compliments on both, which probably says more about my usual wardrobe than it does about the quality of the shirt. Um, <laughs> But th they just are really, really light. They do look pretty nice and they, they wick and they just, they're super light and comfortable. And it's the Columbia Silver Ridge light shirt and they have the plaid version or just the regular version. And I was reading the reviews as I always do. And my favorite review headline was from uh, a woman who wrote, looks hot versus makes hot, exclamation marks. And, uh, <laughs> and then she talked about how her, her uh, husband uh, loves wearing this shirt for doing gigs outside on hot days and it does not pit out. And then at the end, the last line was man happy plus wife happy equals win-win situation. So, so written by a caveman. Sweet. <laughs> and that was Rob Reed's review. <laughs> oh my God. We got we, that's, that's it. I'll put some music behind that. <laughs> And then my other, my other plug was just the show alone. I found it on uh, Netflix and it's just a survival show. The season I'm watching, they just took people and dumped them. They're in like North, uh, Northwestern Canada and you're, they're by themselves. It's like heading into the Arctic and they have to live there for a hundred days. And the stuff they do to survive is just insane. It's a very entertaining show. Very watchable. I've heard about that show. <laughs> I heard about it on some other podcasts. People were talking about it and they're same thing. There's like the things they do to survive. It, it's like survivor. Like if you watch survivor, I've been watching a ton as you know, in the, like once you get past season 20, they don't even really talk about food much. Like they just give them a bunch of rice and nobody cares anymore. <laughs> but it's like on this show, they have to like hunt and trap things using like old fashioned, like, you know, trapper skills and like loops that sling up into trees and stuff it's crazy yeah they're constantly like weaving their own nets to catch fish and like putting lures out and i'm like i can't do any of this i wouldn't survive and then their different shelters are are like they're they're just such a variety of shelters one guy's like hardly building anything and i'm like dude you're gonna freeze to death he's also like the littlest guy out there and he has no food he's done but it's, it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. I saw a squirrel in my garage the other day. I'm like, well, squirrel lives in the garage now. What are we going to do about it? <laughs> I, I know how to make a lure now. Don't worry. I'll be over. I actually, it, it, it's funny you say that. Like I was looking out my window and I just saw a squirrel running. And like my first instinct was like, how can I catch and kill this squirrel? Cause all you're doing is seeing people just eating rabbits and squirrels and stuff. Because he had your hiking shirt in his teeth. He heard it was so good. He did. It's light. Okay. Well, uh, on that note, Max, anything you'd like to add? One other plug would be visit Rochester. As a tourist destination, it's fantastic. I could not recommend it more highly to everyone, and I hope I get back at some point to have more plates. 
We hope so think, too, Max. I think I'm a, I got to fire back at Max and say, on your way to Rochester, if you ever stop in Buffalo, Rob and I are from there and we got a lot of good food recommendations for Buffalo as well. Same, same type of just like, you know, same as Chicago, same as Wisconsin, heavy, delicious foods that are awesome. So the best kinds. I love it. I've been a couple of times and I really enjoyed that too. Perfect. Awesome. Also, yeah. I got, I got one more plug. Visit England. Cause it's also awesome. We're there. We I've did never... a little trip. Rob and I did a trip there, uh, London and, uh, a couple other places. Sounds uh, memorable. We went, we went to the outskirts of London to the Harry Potter, uh, museum. Oh yeah. Studio Leavesden. I used to, so I, in an, uh, an earlier life, I was an auditor, financial auditor, and that was one of my clients. So I used to, to go there every day. Every single day for like three months. That was Shoot a lot. me straight, Max. How much did they spend on butterbeer? Come on, be honest. <laughs> you know how much money they make off that stuff? It's insane. The average, like average person who comes to the studio spends, I think it's $47 in the gift store, something like that. And that includes the people who don't spend anything. This so is a talk, just talking know. trash financial exclusive. <laughs> that was an awesome gift shop, actually. And that whole museum was great. And the butterbeer was great. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Butterbeer at the one at the theme park in Orlando was one of the best drinks I've ever had. I had it there. It was the same as the England, uh, the English Basically version. Basically cream soda with frosting on top is good. It was really good. And then, yeah, so we had a great time in London. And then we, we also just hit up other spots in the UK. But the whole trip was was really cool. Where, where else in the UK did you get to? We went to Edinburgh and... Uh, I tried to pronounce that correctly. I and like call it, calling their bluff, Max. They can barely remember the where. Places. And uh, we went. Just oh, in Dublin, ago. Dublin, and then we also went to a suburb Not in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Spain also in the UK, and then we went to uh, Portugal in the UK and Germany in the UK. So great London, UK spot. you guys went to London. Did you, did you have us- some some good deep fried food in Edinburgh? That that's a that's a culinary delight. Yeah, we we they had a, they had some really good like pulled pork there. Remember that? Like, there's like this weird pulled pork place that was really awesome. And we also got uh, we had haggis there. Mm-hmm. I had haggis a couple of times. That was really good. I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit just I don't know, gamier or like just stranger. But it just it was really good. I thought I don't know. Is your understanding like, of haggis purely from the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer with Mike Myers back in 1998? It's at least 40% of my knowledge of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when you travel places, like for the first time, you kind of have to hit like the standards, the big things. Like when you go to Chicago, you almost always get deep dish. You almost always get the hot dog or whatever. Go to, you have to go to this place or whatever. It's the best is when you get to go a place a second time or a third time and you get, okay, we've done this stuff. Like you guys have been to Europe a couple of times. So there are places if you win again that you could go you could just dive a little bit deeper and you like okay i've seen all the sightseeing stuff because we jammed it all in on the first trip so that would be cool yeah yeah almost like any trip that's a great that's the second time is always the best because then yeah you're not you know beholden to the same food and then the same sites like we don't have to see traveling yes (laughs) yeah it was it was great well hey hopefully we'll be back to traveling soon uh, plug for travel in general. Let's go travel. Let's travel. Let's do a road trip. 
Well, Max, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, the next time you're in town, we'll have to grab some plates together and, and definitely we'll get free beers at the Angry Goat because they always give out free beers to everyone. Just kidding. And uh, thanks for being our one of our best listeners. If Definitely, you're our best listener. It, it was everything I hoped for and so much more. And thank you so much for having me. Sorry you had to miss The Bachelorette. Oh, I, I'm going to watch it now just as soon as we wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, The Bachelorette with no commercials and a half a plate. That sounds about right. It's, okay. it's exactly what's about to happen. It, it's <laughs> ideal. You can't throw up a better Monday. Awesome, man. Well, until next time, keep eating and talking trash. Trash talking about plates from The Rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest and watching the bachelorette